Hello and welcome to the People for Olson podcast. In this week's episode, Mark is sitting down and talking with Allison Weber, who has served as the town of Manlius clerk for the last 13 years. Well, we really think that you're going to enjoy this week's conversation between Mark and Allison. Make sure that you're following along with the campaign by visiting us on our website at peopleforolson.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll be updated the moment a new episode is released. Without further ado, here's this week's conversation between Mark and Allison. Welcome, Allison. Thank Hello. you so much for being on the People for Olson podcast. Yes. Allison Weber, Town of Manlius Clerk. How many years have you been the town clerk? Uh, 13. Oh, my God. 13 years. I know this because my uh, I had my first son when I first started. What, 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 what got you said, I want to do this? What, what made you... I've always wanted to ask you that question. Oh, so like how did I become yeah, a how did clerk? you sit there and say, you know, I want to do this. This is something. Okay. So my path to service in local government is kind of like the family story, right? So sometimes you have families and they're all attorneys or, you know, they have sort of a family business that everyone goes into. But my family's business happens to be being a civil servant and working for the local government. So um, my mom was a village trustee. Side note, side <laughs> yes. note, know them both. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, in the village of Manlius. And uh, my stepdad was a firefighter uh, for the town of Manlius, uh, recently retired. Did so, he finally? Yes, congratulations, oh, Pop. Yes, congratulations, um, right. But, you know, I grew up in a civil service family. And when I say you know, like, so everyone will laugh who knows me if they hear this. Cause I always am proud to tell everyone that I was raised in a firehouse, um, yeah. back in the day, yeah. you know, uh, there was a bunch of us, all our parents were firefighters and it just sort of, um, it kind of makes you very community service oriented. Yeah. Uh, I never really wanted to, you know, move away and I was always so deeply involved in my community. So uh, I went to Lemoyne College. My first job out of college, I was the um, Village of Manlius court clerk. So a little shout out to Joe Greenman. He was my first <laughs> boss and I loved love, him. Love Joe. I yeah. know, he's, he's great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, somebody approached me about running for town clerk. Yeah, because town clerks are different than village clerks and county clerks. And yeah. even though they all have very similar, not similar, but they all do very similar things. Yes. Just different ways, but similar yeah. duties. Villages are appointed, town, counties are elected. Yes. I would say that most clerks would say that they all have similar experiences, yeah. <laughs> but the duties are widely different uh, between municipalities, but there's obviously, you know, uh, a thread that runs between all of us. So, um, and court clerks, same sort of thing, right? There's clerking, but that's very different because, um, you know, being a court clerk has mostly to do with the judicial system versus what I do now, which is... And the judges appoint their clerks, correct? I mean, I know in the village... The judge comes to us and says, this is the clerk Yes, it's that and, same and same sort of dynamic. So, yeah. yeah so. What? So 13 years, you're running for re-election, you're unopposed, and that's great because yes. <laughs> I always say when you're unopposed, it's because you've done a good job, yeah. you know, because people really realize what you've done. And to me, that's a testament to the job that you've done. I go back to your fire comment. It, it, it clicked in my mind at 14 when I joined the fire department because you always say yes. You say yes yeah. to helping residents. You say yes when they need volunteers to do something. You say yes to getting involved in every community yeah. activity. You say yes to people that need help moving or doing It's a sure. family, and it's, it teaches you the importance of giving back. Yeah. And to me, that's what politicians need to do a better job of. Elected officials 
are there to serve the public. They're not there to serve themselves or serve the parties. They're there to serve the residents, kind of like in the fire department. And it's oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, when I say raised in a firehouse, I, I mean, like, you know, we... Uh, you know, actually being in the chief's vehicle on the way oh, to yeah. fire calls. Yeah. So, you know, when everyone is running away from the fire, my family was running into the fire. <laughs> so that is actually a little bit like being elected. Um. <laughs> There's some nice, uh, my kids are older now, but there yeah. was a couple times where I'm like, all right, you watch, you, you, yeah. you watch him because I'm going on this call. Yeah, and I'll exactly. Be back. And my wife was great about it, but exactly. It um, but, you know, I think um, so recently, um, I've had a lot of experience in the state organization, the New York State Town Clerks Association, and um, uh, kind of working in the upper level there. And I would say that that thread is also very common among town clerks. Yeah. Um, all town clerks, we sort of have that same sort of helping personality. Yeah. And, you know, it's I'm very hard-pressed to say no when somebody calls me and they say, hey, can you help me with this thing? Whether it's a resident, whether it's uh, someone on my board or, you know, another yeah. municipal official. Yeah. You know, you and I work together on the, um, along with um, the village of Manlius and the, and the village of Manoa on that... Um, uh, intermunicipal like emergency response meeting center yes. when COVID yeah. first hit. And that was that same sort of type of experience, right? We were just like, okay, what is the need? How do we meet it? And how do we work together to do it? And I'm very hard pressed to say no when someone calls and asks for help, or if I also see a need uh, that, you know, could be filled. Who was the clerk before you? Uh, Terry Sloan was the okay. clerk before me and I am grasping for the name and I should know it. Um, for the clerk prior to me. So. She was there a long, long Yeah, she was there a very I cannot, I'm totally blanking yeah. on the name right now. It'll come back to you. Yeah, yeah. right. After we talk for a minute, I'll just blurt it out awkwardly. So one of the things that we do on this podcast is, one, people get to get to know you. Two, kind of what is your job scope? What do you do? And then, you know, yeah. three is how do you interact with, you know, other municipal... Because I'm trying to connect the dots. Because you, sure. you're right. There isn't probably many weeks where we don't talk about something. But do you talk to the county? Do you talk to the state? Do you talk to the federal government? You know, yeah. all those things I think people are interested in learning. I heard from a resident in Manoa said, I never knew about A and B in the town budget. I never knew about summer and winter budgets. And I yeah. never knew. And they're learning as we go. And to me, that's what it's about. It's about yeah. connecting the dots. Because people, I don't, it's not political. It's service. It's yeah. getting work done. So what is a typical day in the life of a, <laughs> there, there is no typical day. There is no typical day. Uh, in the life of a town clerk, uh, but in particular for my job. So um, I think that town clerks are very um, fortunate in some communities. So this is not for everybody, but uh, in some communities, you do kind of get to pick the thing that you're passionate about and focus on. And for me, uh, most recently, uh, and I can just like see everyone who works with me and here is like rolling their eyes right now, um, is communications. That's been a huge thing that I've been really focused on lately. Um, and that has evolved. And then that evolved very rapidly during COVID. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a typical day for me uh, is... Yeah, because um, I'm sorry, you did the live stream. I mean, we kind of followed your footsteps. And when yeah. COVID hit, we were like, you you were perfect. Can, everybody here, we're going to have it set up. You can have your own thing. It'll be sanitized yeah. when you're done. And, and, and then we had it on our top 10 list to do this year. It just happened to be, yeah. you, you know, so, pushed along quicker. So a tip, So if you don't mind actually taking a left turn and I can just talk about hybrid meetings for a minute and yeah. how that's a little bit different because yeah. that's something that I'm pretty passionate about. Um, right now we currently have hybrid meetings. So what that means is that residents can participate in person or virtually. And so we have, 
have, um, I spent a great deal of time uh, working with the town board on this uh, and the, um, and kind of the rollout of this. And it's not perfect. We admit that. We talk about that. Um, You know, it was, someone talked about during the pandemic saying that it was a lot like you were trying to learn to fly the plane while you were building it. And that was what that sensation was very much like. So, um, you know, we have a device, an OWL device that sits in the center of our table. And it, you know, obviously shows all the town counselors and the town supervisors, they talk and any presenters. But what I do behind the scenes is I'm the one that kind of, you know, I I say, I shouldn't even say this with like an actual producer here, but I feel like a TV producer because I'm behind the scenes and I'm, you know, moving people in and out um people are participating virtually can um, they see them because we have box casts, but we can't see anybody or we can't hear from anybody i highly recommend it yeah that's what well that's I our mean, next step because we really we have enjoyed box casts. right um that's our next step and that our next yeah. evolution but we've been trying actually, i don't want to like put that Karen's gonna be like okay, I, Mark, yeah okay, that's Mark, why Mark, i was like <laughs> i don't want to put no. that on my fellow clerks because yeah. like it is no it's it's important because there's good things about zoom and there's good things about teams yeah. But there's some. It, it it can be wonky at sometimes if you're trying to do have an interactive yeah. meeting and. But it does get people involved that normally don't have the time or couldn't be there or they're, yeah. they're hard pressed to you know they have something in their schedule and they just couldn't come. Yeah. So one thing that we really heard back at the town of Manlius and um, I had this experience as well is people will watch it and they will consume what their lo- local government is putting out there at a time that makes sense for them. And so you might be, you know, doing dishes and you might be watching your town board meeting. And that's a yeah. big deal because most times uh, I'm very pas- passionate about getting people engaged in local government. And so I'll typically take an experience where like, um, you know, we had the Wellington house development and that was, you know, we have, a, we have a lot of very high profile things going on right now that mm. people are very engaged about, but I'll just be like, Oh, hello. You know, you have this thing that you're very passionate about that's directly affecting you. But here, you know, sign up to receive these local government notifications forever and don't ever turn it off because right now you're you're hearing about this but in the future you right. you may want to hear about that as well so but i don't think i answered your question so typical you, day a typical, typical day okay so um or job like like what is it what is the function of a you know a town yeah club? so you know it really depends uh for for me it's i get in the office and um you know you you sort of have the things that are naturally on like immediately on fire and you need to take care of um and those things that are more time sensitive, um, FOIL requests, those types of things are time sensitive. My email has become way more a part of my job than it ever was before. Um, and so I spend a lot of time just managing that. And um, I was made chair of the communications committee at the town of Manlius. So we focus a lot on like putting things out on social media. And that's something that I'm very passionate about. Our website is being redesigned and we're working on that. Um, so I just sort of, I have this giant list of committees mm-hmm. on my wall that I, um, kind of have my hand a little bit in each of them, like our dear committee, which we yeah. work with you guys on and stuff like that. And so I try to, as long as, you know, as long as it's going to be like a straight line day, like nothing pressing is going to happen. I try to kind of go down the list of committees and say, okay, well, you know, the, the comprehensive plans going on, like, where's that, where's that committee at? Does it need anything from me? And kind of go down the list there and make sure, um, my deputies will come in my office. My deputies are wonderful. I just want to give a big shout out to them because I love them. And I am like, but a very common thread when I've talked to all of the, the, yeah. you know, the department heads at the town and police chief and the DBW, yeah. you know, Rob and, and Ed and, 
everybody's the same thing. Without yeah. their staff, they wouldn't be where they are today. Right. And, like, and at the end of the day, right, I'm only as good as the people who are supporting me and they're amazing. So thank you, Tina and Debbie. <laughs> like, I just have to give that little shout out there. Uh, and obviously we're combined with the Office of Planning and Development, which is unusual for a municipality. So they're awesome too. And um, Lisa is there as well. And she, um, she works a lot more with planning now, but she was uh, a deputy clerk for a while. Um, but I just answer their questions. Um, I am, I am also the person who in the office, if a resident is very upset, I will talk to them, um, and handle those types of issues. Uh, I get pulled into a meetings. There's agenda meetings. Um, the supervisor. You have to keep, um, records, official records too, of the board meetings or no? Yes. Uh, so okay. I'm also the records management officer for okay. the town of Malleus. Um, so, you know, we have to manage the, you know, active and inactive records, things like that. We have laser fish, which is an imaging system. We're hoping to get that up online, uh, and make that, um, searchable. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, um, gosh, it, it can really run the gamut. Um, but agendas, everything at the town of Malias happens in cycles. And it's sort of like if you were watching a television show, it builds to the, you know, the season finale, which would be the town board meeting, right? So for two weeks, you know, all this stuff happens. And then, mm -hmm. you know, all the decisions and everything like that, they're made at the town board meeting. So it really depends on where you catch me in the cycle of that. So does the town supervisor do the agenda? No, we put the agenda out. Oh, see, no. See, so the mayors, I, that's one of my jobs. So every okay. Wednesday before a meeting, I put the agenda together, yeah. give it to the deputy clerk. They add what they need to add for, you know, any of the things that had to be approved. or yeah. And then it gets posted on Thursday morning. See, well, so. I went to your one of your meetings, and I love that you guys do a motion. It's like a weird geeky clerk thing. But you guys do a motion to, like, add stuff into the agenda, right? Like, if there's an extra thing. Yeah. And our town supervisor does not like to be surprised by agenda items either, but we typically, yeah. like, I'll run up and write it on his agenda before. We like to do that because we don't want to wait two more weeks if it's pressing or if it, it mm -hmm. keeps us moving. It yeah. keeps everything. So you don't hear, oh, wow, how inefficient they are or, geez, they couldn't get it done and I got to wait two weeks. Or in the summer, we do one meeting in July and August. You'd have oh, to yeah. Yeah we, yeah, we started doing that. It works. We have one big meeting, and then if we need to pay bills or do something, you do the small we have a morning quick meeting, pay our bills. Um, we have agenda management software, so uh, we have approval processes. We attach documents. I'm very proud of that agenda. Yeah. So residents, if they want to see um, what is on the agenda, if I have documents to attach to them, they can click on them. Again, not a perfect system. We're doing that. We, we stole I, that. Because, and then yeah. at, at NICOM, which is the New York Conference of Mayors, I spoke about how, at our last conference on how to run a meeting, and we, we used that as... Oh, really? As a, yeah, I said, yeah. listen, we, we got this from the town, and we're doing this now, and, and it has helped ease some questions. But there are some times where, you know, the attorney or department head walks in that night with the document. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it is what it is. We have absolutely. to... You know, we're not going to stop the meeting or not do it because, sure. you know, we don't have that document. Yeah. And, you know, um, I like to also put uh, a little bit of information around it if if we can. Um, but that's something we're always improving as well. Uh, we have a new piece of software uh, coming out called Civil Space. And that's going to be used a lot, I think, um, about, uh, like, if we have a major project, just showing residents. Because... It's difficult. You know, you're a resident and you hear that a massive project is going to be built near you and it's scary, right? You think, oh my gosh, like the landscape around me is going to change and, and people 
get very stressed out about that. And then you also don't understand how the local government works. So when you ask about my typical day, I will spend a lot of time talking with residents and saying, this is what happens at the town board level. This is what happens at the planning board level. You know, these are how these projects will go back and forth between the two because each board handles something different. And, um, you know, I try to put documents and information out there to kind of help explain it. But this civil space will be good because it will add timelines. So, you know, residents don't necessarily have to constantly monitor to say, well, when's this project going to be back on the agenda? I know at the Village of Fayetteville, I saw you had some projects going on and I noticed you had a, like a poster board and you literally were outlining like all of the different steps that yeah. had to go through. Cause yeah. we have to send stuff to the County planning board and things like that. So I just keep reiterating it so that they know where we are in the process. Sure. Cause sometimes it's five, six steps yeah. that we have to do. And people, if they're not paying attention, have lost where we are in the process or yeah. they don't understand the process and it just helps just to go back over it again. And sure. where do you find these? Cause like, I'm always going, why don't we know about this? And you seem to know about, or get, um, is it through the association of clerks? No, uh, I'm just like a, I'm a, each one came to me a different way. I'm a problem solver. Um, redoing the website was something that I felt very strongly about. Um, uh, so, you know, in 2016, that's when we did Civic Plus. And Civic Plus offers a variety of different things. This is not a plug for Civic Plus. I'm just saying this is how I come across yeah. it. Um, they'll have a lot, they, and they call it Civic Everything. So if you, if you're, you know, it's like Civic Clerk and Civic This and Civic That. So that's sometimes how I come across it. But, you know, the, how the agenda software came to be was a law was passed. And, and that happens a lot to us as municipal officials. I'm sure you can appreciate that, right? Yeah. All of a sudden there's a law and you have to comply and you need to get up to speed to do that. And the law stated that anything that the town board was considering needed to be publicly available to residents. And I try to create fail-proof systems so that we don't fail the law or fail the residents, meaning you know, if we are putting the documents in the agenda center, then I don't have to be responsible for making sure that it was out there, right? We have a system that's in place. We follow the system and we stay safe. Yeah. So that's a good way to, it's, that's that. I always say be proactive, not reactive. Sure. You know, but you do thing. have to, you know, sometimes you do end up being very re reactive because, you know, you'll hear there is a law out there that exists and you're like, I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. And that's a terrifying, that's every municipal because there's all the, th you know, when I think of a, a clerk in the village, they're kind of your everything. They're sure. your control. You know, in my case, she's the chief financial officer. She's the, you know, I'm the chief operating officer. It can be a she or he. Um, yeah. You know, they're dealing with the day to day, just like you're dealing yeah. with it. They're dealing with the phone calls, the emails, you know, contracts, grants. Mm -hmm. Do you have to deal with grants and do all that stuff? Or? Yes. Um, we're different at the town of Malleus. Um, so I also have, I promised I wouldn't say her name, but we have a pretty great town manager, mm -hmm. um, who, uh, <laughs> I actually, we were on the phone on the way down here. I'm like, I'm going to say your name. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, I have a great town manager. So some of the things that town clerks typically do, you know, she picks up those function, but we kind of share and work back forth, back and forth on that. So we work on grants, uh, most recently. And the thing that I'm very proud of is we worked on the FEMA grant. So, um, for, um, COVID-19. So, you know, and grants are no joke. They want so much paperwork. That child that I spoke of, you know, like they're, yes. they're like, they're super serious about yeah. the, you know, I keep waiting for them to, you know. Uh, but it's worth, I got to tell you, it's worth every penny. 
It I is. Mean, I'm finishing an $870,000 project, and we were able to get 765 something like that, of mm -hmm. it covered under a grant that we would have had to, the taxpayers yeah. would have had to pay for work. Sure. Um, you know, so. And grants are never... Grants are never, you know, there's the application, right? That's a whole process to get that up. Yeah. But it's what comes after. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. joke. And now the audits, which I think is a great idea. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great idea. You yeah. need to be audited after. I think that's a great idea. But, boy, talk about another burden. Yeah. You know, because you, you got to go through it all. Like, you're just going through the whole thing. So we ended up hiring a third-party professional, sure. you know, to, uh, to do it for us. Yeah, just to give grants. us the audit and yeah. just be done with it. Yeah. You know, audit them all. Mm -hmm. And just get it done. Yeah. So. so, so yeah, there's a lot of documentation involved in that. So, and you're not, so, and, and our, our clerk would receive taxes. You don't have to do that. Right? No, we have a tax receiver. Uh, in I the tried to get her on, but she's, uh, you oh, know, she's the, a little shy, but that's all right. I'm trying. <laughs> I didn't I'm trying. know I we hope could she, say no. I hope I she listens, <laughs> but you know, and the town yeah. manager, you know, you're more than welcome. You oh, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, but, um, so we collect at the town of Malleus, um, we collect the um, school taxes as well. So that's a pretty big endeavor. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to speak to that because I don't specifically know, but it has to do with what class town yeah. we are and something like that. That's a little, you know, being a town clerk, you know, like a little bit about a lot of things. Yeah. Do you have to do dog licenses? <laughs> I do dog licenses, handicapped parking permits, um, marriage. marriage licenses. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we have a free notary service at town hall. So you can just come in and have your documents notarized, which is a nice uh, yeah. thing for residents to have. How many people a day come in? Because every time I'm there, I'm paying my taxes mm -hmm. or I'm, so or I'm meeting with, you know, Ed or, or somebody. Yeah, yeah I, I'm surprised. How many people on a normal day? Um, so we have a saying in our office. Uh, I couldn't quantify to you saying an average day is this. We have two speeds at the town of Manlius. It's either quiet and we can get, like, our back stuff done or the valve is open all the way and it's, like, 100 miles an hour. Um, and typically now more than ever, it's 100 miles an hour. Um, but during tax season, we're especially busy. Uh, the mm -hmm. counter is pretty active. And we like the... You know, we want to get everything online so that you can access it if that's what you want. But we also like to see you at Town Hall. We do have dog biscuits if people bring their dogs in. And yeah. so that's a nice thing. How about during budget season? Is that, do you get involved in that or is that more the town manager? And uh, You know, that's a lot more the town manager, but I am, um, you know, I'm responsible for putting together the calendar of how things go because that's a very specific process yeah. and you have to do everything right and pass things at the right time and you have deadlines to meet isn't and that amazing i always say this the town the county and the villages all have a strict yeah. timeline and guidelines it has to be it has to be a balanced budget yeah yeah and yet the state and the federal government who put all the mandates on us don't have that oh i don't so, know so about that but oh yeah that yeah we all have to have balanced shocking. budgets by law <laughs> yeah. but yet the state and the and the and the uh, federal government don't it's like a coordinated dance. I mean, you know, everything revolves around election day because your budget has to be adopted. I think it's by the Thursday after election day. Uh, if you were interviewing the town manager, she would know that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so, but I get my little book out. Mm -hmm. We have a little Bible that we use and we yeah. kind of, this is town clerks and I follow it, you know, to a T. And so I'm involved in setting up the budget. Um, 
the process, if you will, and uh, coordinating those types of things as it relates to the agenda. But the really, you know, and then of course I put my own budget together. Right. Uh, my own budget is very small comparative to, you know, for example, I know you had Rob on here and he's our highway superintendent, yeah. right? He's yeah. got, he's and the police chiefs. And I was like, well, right. Those, yeah, those, those are, those are bigger yeah. budgets because yeah. their services um, are a little bit different. But you know, if you take personnel out of my budget, it's my budget's pretty small. So that's, you know, that's an easier endeavor for me. So what goals do you have moving forward as you're reelected um, to do? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Is it a two-year term or four-year term? Well, it's actually on the ballot this year to potentially be a four-year term. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that just because going through it and and term limits, fine. If somebody wants to set that out and put that together, I don't think it should be for clerks or DBW superintendents because they're in the service side of it more than, than elected officials. But you know, it took you a year or two just to get comfortable yeah. and figure out what's going on. And then, oh my God, I, I want to yeah. do this and I want to do this. And so next thing you know, your four, first four years are up. Yeah. And then you get another four years and it takes you a while to get those relationships and figure out sure. how to do it and how to get it done. So to me, to, all you're doing is if you're, it's every two years, you're just running. All you're doing is just running and running and running yeah. and running. And you're not able to put down good, solid foundational yeah. issues and, and goals. And, and so to me... I've looked at it, and I don't know if it can be done, but I think it works well in the villages. It really does, Mm -hmm. and it works well. I think, is the town supervisor four years, every four years? He's two. That's uh, So the highway superintendent and I are on for four years um, on the ballot this year. But the councilors are four, right, on the town council? Yes, town councilors are four. Tax receivers are four. four. Yeah, and the town board was very supportive of this. Um, It was was unanimous. They were all, uh, and that was put on the ballot for this year. So fingers yeah. crossed, but yeah. you, I guess you do have to turn the ballot over, um, mm-hmm. in order to be able to vote on that. It's not a political, it's, it's an operational, it, it, it's oh, an operational 100%. thing. I mean, if it's good enough for the town council, it's good enough for whoever, four, four years is not too much. Yeah. You know, the people will have a choice either, you know, in four yeah. years and they can do what they're going to do, but your positions are too important. And anybody who knows, and I, I will speak a little bit for, for Rob and myself. I don't, I'm very operational. Um, I, that's what I'm focused on. Um, my first love is the town and then I also have to be elected. That's how it feels to me. Um, and so, you know, it, it is no joke to try and work full time and then also run for office. It's it's no joke. (laughs) Get ready. So full-time job, (laughs) mayors, which is really a full-time job and then try to, I'm just like. And we have a family. Boy, yeah. do I sleep well. Yeah, so right, You get right. done in the other night and you're like... I gave it a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But it's it's part of the process. But yeah. to me, it's... People need to understand that whether, you know, it's the candidates or it's the people that you're knocking on their door. They need to understand that, you know... Yeah. We're trying to do the right thing. We're trying yeah. to help and... and you know, if you don't like us, that's one thing. But we are trying to put our neck out there to, sure. to, to earn your vote and to earn your trust and to do the right thing. And you guys are doing it, so... Yeah. What, uh, so my goals. You asked yeah, about my goals, and goals. we got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, so I want to keep uh, working on the communications. I'm really excited about that. I love doing that um, and uh, finding ways to increase resident engagement. I I mean, nothing's better than that phone call when I get to talk to them and explain to them about local government, and I love doing that. Um, but just making it so that if they want the information, it's out there for them. And 
I always want to try and improve people's perceptions of local government. I really do. I mean, we're all regular people and we typically work here because we love what we do. And so I just want to keep doing that. I really. It's a big goal of this podcast that that because <laughs> you, if you notice, it's Rob, it's been the police chief, it's been you, it's been Ed. It's, mm-hmm. We're really trying to. I mean, <laughs> we all have our families and our jobs, and, yeah. and for you, it's your job. But yeah. I mean, it is seriously something that we take on because sure. we love what we do. Well, you don't go to the grocery store, you don't go to the gym, you don't go anywhere in your community when you are even, you know what, even just a a government employee, right? I'm Mm -hmm. not necessarily even saying elected, but elected adds another level to it, but you don't go anywhere and you're not out in your community and and you're on and, and you're talking to people and they're asking you questions because you have put yourself in that position um, to be that resource to them. And I, I take that pretty seriously. Yeah. And so it's a big deal. What's the hardest part of the job? Oh, the politics. Hands down, yeah. bar none, the politics are very hard for me. Um, I, you know, it's probably taboo to say um, I struggle with that, but I'm getting better. I'm growing yeah. a little bit of a tougher skin. Yeah. Um, I've never really been that person. I love to be a helper. That's yeah. That's my jam. So. Well, I love the villages for that standpoint because, you know, Marty Lynch, you know, I've been in since 1996 and yeah. Marty Lynch was the glue. And then when I became mayor, he, he retired a couple of years in and Lori's been there. And yeah. before that, you know, uh, Joyce Carter and then Ann was there. Yeah. And, but you, you get to appoint the right people for the right position. And, yeah. you know, to me, that's there's no, you know, because it shouldn't be, you know, and I know we've talked about this before. You I know. know. I mean? you and know. I wish there was a way that you guys could figure that out at the town level because I think that probably was the right way to do it in the beginning when they were set up, but it's not the right way to do it. And I I am everybody's clerk and that's my big, you know, I say that to anybody, anybody who knows me. So, um, but you know, I have a really incredible support system at home. Uh, I have a great husband. My kids are old enough that they're even a yeah. little bit of a support, right? They, they get this, you know, you make oh, a yeah. joke with your kid and they get yeah. it and it's amazing. And you're like, look at this human I created. They helped me do newsletters of, right. like for the last uh, 10 years. It. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Thank my you kids guys. have been in parades. Yeah. I, I don't even, I mean, they think it's cool that my name's on signs out there. That's like a little embarrassing to me, but yeah. they, they love that aspect. Um, right. They're proud of the fact that I'm, the town clerk and um you know my friends and my family like that's how you get through that kind of stuff that's difficult I mean anything in life but that in particular so um you know just recently I was out of town with one of my best friends and it was three o'clock in the morning and there was a siren going off and no one knew why and eventually the siren turned off and my friend said oh I bet the town clerk got up and shut that off and I was like oh you get me you know (laughs) So I, I said that to the police chief and, and, and Rob too. I mean, when it rained, like the rain, last storm came through last night and I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, you, you know, oh yeah. And it I was hits like, different when oh, you're yeah. a part oh, of the community. You, you know, think my, of it. I, I literally looked at my phone and thought, okay, when and who's going to call because this, yeah. that ripped through. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's, you know, and then I went to the firehouse just cause I had to grab something and, and he was there. The fire chief was there. So we spoke, yeah. they had a call, but it turned out to be nothing, but you, you just, you're not off, but you love it. Sure. You know, I do. I love it. I love helping people. Oh my I love gosh. doing that. I love it and too. To me, that's what I, 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 that's what I want people to get out of these podcasts is, is these people that are doing it are doing it. They're doing it for the right reasons. And oh, 100%. We need to stop this national thing. It doesn't belong at this level. The yeah. town, the village, and the county. It's about service. It's, you know, do you interact with the county much, the county clerk's office or? Uh, I love our county clerk, uh, Lisa Dell. She used to be the town clerk of the town of, um, 
Lysander. So um, I interact with her, you know, just when we need things or when we have questions. I'm hoping to get her on and I'm hoping to have a village clerk. Uh, I'm going to, you know, ask Lori to come on. Oh, nice. Yeah, so oh, I want everybody, good. you know what I mean, to see the, the different levels and see yeah. the interaction. Because you talk to Lori, uh, uh, you know, all the time. Oh, too. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And but, and we all communicate with each other about, like, public hearings and stuff. Like, mostly it's just notifications. I mean, that's what we do a lot back and forth. Um, the county has so many different departments. So, like, I referenced sending something to um, the county before. But that's the Onondaga County Planning Board, and they have to review it. And um, so that's a lot of my interaction with the county. So. Did you? I just thought of this. Did you get phone calls on the state DOT in the in the uh, road grinding? Uh, no, I didn't. But um, I did. Um, they closed the Kirkville Bridge. Oh my God! So they they started out yeah. in, uh, out near uh, Barbara Vett's house in my and Route Five. Yeah, our and town historian. All, yeah, and they went all <laughs> the way to the edge of. Um, They're going all the way to Walnut Street, but they went to the edge of Brookside today. And the only reason we found out is because we had the, UF, the UFPOs. Oh, I saw that your Facebook page shared that, and I yeah. and I just remembered that I was going to reach yeah. out to Kay, um, another great support person at Town Hall, a Town Supervisor Secretary, and just say, yeah. hey, we should share that too, because yeah. it impacts us. Yeah. Um, we're super unique in the fact that, you know, we have three villages inside our town, so that's, you know... Yeah. Anytime that impacts you, it impacts us. So. We're ha we're trying that social media, but it's you know like how many are in your staff? There's you, and then two others or three others. Uh, so my staff doesn't handle the social media right. uh, as much. It's myself and then the um, secretary to the supervisor, uh, and then we have a communications committee, uh, okay. and so we're all kind of handling that. And that's a lot. Oh my social God, media yeah. is a huge endeavor. Yeah. You you need to make it look good. You have to make sure that it says the right thing. Um, and then you also need to follow up if there's commenting or questions. So yeah. that's like opening a door to a whole nother room that requires management yeah. and yeah. thought. And so. We have people that don't live in the village anymore that are like literally after a meeting, they'll go on. And yeah. so it's Karen in my office. But then we have a communications committee and yeah. one of them is that lives on Elm Street but works for Syracuse University and she's helping us. She works yeah, in, I heard that. Yeah, and it's going, but it, you're right. It's it's a lot. Plus to do everything else you, you know, sure. you, that you have to do. Um, to me, social media is great in that getting information out, mm -hmm. but it's that when they don't get the rest of the story, as Paul sure. used to say, yeah. that's where I go back and say, do your research, do your homework. Sure. We'll, we'll guide you in the right direction. We'll give you all the information, but you need to take the time to really read what's going on or learn what's going on. Yeah. Um, I was listening to something on NPR the other day, and then I did a little bit of research, and I'm like, thank God I did that because now I understand Sure. What was said and why it was said. But if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have understand the context. Yep. And there's a lot of things that you have to do. Do you have to keep the town board kind of, if they're going in a direction, do you have to say, okay, well, stop. You know, um, this is the so, agenda item or this is the item that. Oh, and not necessarily at the meeting. Every once in a while, I'll pipe up and say like, oh, hey, we're supposed to, you know, but we are town attorneys um, mm -hmm. uh, typically there for that. So um, I do... Um, I do kind of manage the flow of certain things, but everybody kind of has their own project. Mm -hmm. So, so in the next four years, what, what's, what do you think is going to be the next? Cause we, you know, yeah. two years ago, if I said, you, what's going to, you'd be like, oh. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to, and it literally is, everything's been turned upside down. Sure. I mean, I can't, I couldn't have even fathomed closing my doors to the public. Did you work during COVID yeah. at home or did you stay yeah. at the office? I was, I, we were there. Yeah. Um, so were we. And it, it was. Because we had to, 
I, I've said it, and I'll keep saying it because I'm so proud of what we did and what you guys did. You had no choice. Yeah. You had to be there. You were not essential. You were vital. Yeah. And we had to keep doing what we did because that's what we're there to do. Yeah. You know, the lights don't go off. Yeah, so it's the same sort of thing, right? You run to the fire, um, but it's nothing at all like what the nursing community and everything went through. Um, But I, you know, in COVID, I'll never forget, you know, our whole our whole mission in local government, at least the way that I do it. And, and I know that a lot of my peers share that same feeling is that we open the doors to local government. We welcome you in our records, you know, as long as they're legally allowed to be released are your records. And, you know, we're here to provide you information. And it was just so unnatural to close the doors to the public. And it felt apocalyptic and it felt terrible and it felt counterintuitive to everything that we do. Um, so that's when we spun up that thing. But then there were these other aspects of COVID, you know, we went down to like a really bare bones staff at town hall and the phone would ring. And I remember, so, you know, the phone would ring in our offices and we'd be getting calls for every department just because that was the number that they could reach. Yeah. And I distinctly remember a parent calling and, and this parent, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. The parent was like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting a building permit. But then he just started talking to me because everyone was locked at home. And he's like, oh, my kids are driving me crazy, you know. And it was like that sort of experience that, you know, that's local government right there. You know, we're right there, you know, and and we're right on that sort of. uh, I had somebody tell me the biggest treat was to see like the plow or the garbage truck. Sure. Like that normal. Humanity of it. That normalcy of, hey, they're there or. You know, they never wanted to see a police car or a fire truck, but when they saw one go by, they're like, okay. Yeah. It's a calming effect. Yeah. And to me, we had a we had a mission, and that was to do our jobs, which helped people and, and helped them get through the pandemic. And I want to give um, a lot of credit. I had a lot of exposure to the medical community in COVID, uh, some because of personal experiences, but also because of professional. And they're amazing. Oh, yeah. It was unbelievable. And I... You know, part of my job is I issue marriage licenses and I perform weddings. And I'm the marriage officer for the town of Manlius. They pass it by resolution every single um, every single year at the organizational meeting. And like this was like, you know, you have these moments in your career, right? And they change you, and you'll yeah. never forget them. And so we were um, issuing marriage licenses. It was a really weird time because there wasn't a lot of guidance. And we were allowed to do things virtually now, which was weird because, you know, with marriage licenses, they're like, you know, we need to see you. You both need to be there whatever. Um, But that was evolving. And so we had to on the fly develop a process to issue marriage licenses. And it involved FaceTiming and things like that, which was very bizarre. But the next step of that, which is the step that like gives me chills to this day is I started performing weddings for nursing staff that were going into the hospital to work and they didn't know what was going to happen. And so they wanted to marry their partner before they did that. And it was, it, it was, I was humbled and honored to be a part of that for them. And, um, and it really just gave me a perspective into, you know, those nurses and those doctors being those kind of heroes. And those stories are so important to get out because it's not, you don't, people don't see that. I did one for a military he was going to Afghanistan yeah. and I had that picture on my desk still today. Yeah. You know, I've done dozens of them, but that's the one on my desk because that one just to me, yeah. that and one of my fireman friends to me means the most. Cause it, you know, it really hit home that this kid yeah. 
could not come back. And yeah. thank God he did. And I've seen him since he got back. But it was yeah. the same thing for the nurses. And, you know, I mean, I we did a, uh, we had an emergency meeting. I mean, you know, I don't think I ever remember declaring a state of emergency in my career prior to this, right? So I'm going into a meeting where we're going to declare a state of emergency for the town of Manlius, right? And 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 right before that, I'm marrying um, an ICU nurse and her, and she's in her scrubs. Yeah. And it was just like, and I, I, I just, like, we weren't allowed to, you know, I'm a hugger and like a handshake, yeah. so, right? That was like a really hard adjustment for me, but I was just like, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I tell every couple I married, like, thank you for letting me share this with you. Yeah. You it know? is special. It is. It is. I remember my first day of emergency. I was, <laughs> I was it's not funny, but I was on the front of a fire truck because yeah. I'm a fireman. So I'm on the fire truck yeah. and the deputy mayor comes down and says, all right, we, we got to do this because the flooding, it was yeah. literally one of those fall or those um, January thaws. And we just got, you know, yeah. and so I'm like in the, in the middle of the, uh, uh, high bridge in Genesee signing it, you know what I mean? Get back on the truck and go. Yeah. And they are important because, and that's the other thing. I don't think people understand the responsibilities that the clerks and the DPW and the fire chief and the supervisors and the mayors have. Yeah. It's really important. It's really important that we're always on our game because yeah, some of those decisions are really, really, they, you know, important. Where are we going to put them? How are we going to house them? Is the Red Cross involved? Is the school buses on the way? You know, where are we going to keep them hot or cold? You sure. Know, you know, all those things. Who's taking care of the paper? Like, do you have to do all the paperwork if there's ever, like, say, a la- I remember with Labor Day Storm. Oh. Day, oh, my God. Marty was like, all right, <laughs> everybody just stop for a second. Because mm-hmm. we were hauling all the brush to the, the yeah. old Faithful Mall. But we got paid back everything, yeah. but he was the, the clerk was the gatekeeper of yeah. all those records and so that we could get reimbursed by FEMA. That's part of your job? Um, in how we divide it up. So, you know, I kind of look to the town manager and the town supervisor, and they might say, hey, we do this. I mean, that's really how we decided this with COVID. But um, we, I do process the abstract in my office, um, okay. not me directly, but my deputy clerks do. So, you know, we might be pulling out purchase orders or flagging them and, uh, for things like that. But you mentioned the Labor Day storm. I was a lot younger when that happened. <laughs> Just, you know. Um, it's not fair. <laughs> but I do remember when you talk about that hometown feel, you said that, and I immediately remembered I had my first waitressing job at Buzzy's Diner serving oh grilled God. cheese to the National Grid workers. Um, Buzzy's Diner. I know, oh right? Oh, my God, yeah. I, I was know. at school with George and Lisa and Rob. And yeah. What a family. What you know? Yeah, so. I miss Buzzy's. Yeah, right? Yeah. I know, me too. I, I miss do. the coffee shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and there and, was like Kingsley's Diner that was like down in the yeah. corner. So. Oh, my God, yeah, you are. Oh, please. Um is snow top and then across the street and why can't I think of the name of it because it burned and, and they served oh donuts. My, temples temples <laughs> yeah temples dairy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and mean, lock stocks and bagels I listen I'm like I'm a village Amelius girl so yeah. I mean that's yeah. those are my stomping grounds so but it's nice because you're you're from Manlius right and Rob's yeah. in Manoa and and the receiver of taxes where does she she's Manlius too Manlius yeah too, yeah so yeah. to me it's nice you know and I know Anne had faithful roots Oh you yeah. I mean, so to me, it's nice how everybody kind of understands the di- di- dynamics of the right. three villages because it is important. Right. We know? have to live here, and it is part of our job. But it, I don't, I can't imagine doing this job and not living here. You know, yeah. I mean, how could you, how could you do that? I mean, clerks in particular, but I, because I, you know, you just, it's, it's your home. Yeah. You said it earlier, like when you go out. I actually don't. I love that. Like, cause yeah. that, to me, it's a sense of, all right, 
you know, and most of the time it's good. It's not like, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes, they, sometimes it's like, sometimes you, they you, get you, you. this wrong or why are you doing this? And, <laughs> yeah. and you gain that perspective mm-hmm. of, right. You know, um, the fire chief, when I first started being the mayor would say to me, Mark, 24 hours later, if you feel the same way, write that email, yeah. but don't write that email right away. Wait 24 hours. Yeah. And that was such great advice because, yeah. and, and you learn it, it as you do it and you get more experience and you've seen it and done it yeah. and you meet people and you, you know, it, it helps. Um, yeah. Uh, I was listening oh to the sermon this yeah. weekend and it talked about uh, grandparents and their wisdom. Yeah. And I think of that as you get older and do this job and there's more years you do clerk's job. Yeah. You've seen it and you've learned it and you, you know, you're, what other changes are coming up? Do you think just technology, I, I know the communications, oh, yeah. which is huge, but is there any software technologies that you guys are working on to, um, I really have a dream to, um, have a searchable kiosk at town hall. Um, so that if you submit a FOIL request, so freedom of information law, so if you ever want something for municipality and you want to see the documents, you can, you know, submit a request. Um, but I'd like that to residents to have access to that. Um, I was in a training today and, um, I happened to go on another municipality's website and they have it online. So I don't want to say that that's happening, but I yeah. kind of freaked out for a minute. I'm like, oh, I want it online too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just working on that, um, improving the hybrid meeting process. Uh, unfortunately, our boardroom is just not conducive to what we're trying to do. And, you know, I can think, oh my gosh, for years, right, we would have these meetings and we would have the same, um, I don't I'm not sure if I should say, like say their name publicly, but the McGrews. Yes. Yeah. The McGrews would come and they were at every single meeting, but sometimes it was only the McGrews. I can think of a meeting that we've had lately where we've had like less than 10 to 12 people in the room. And then, I mean, also virtually yeah. we have a lot of people as well. Yeah. So that room, you know, I guess trying to figure out what we can do to make that room work, that room doesn't serve us as well anymore. And yeah. just trying to adapt to that and the meeting. Such a cool looking building, but I get it. Yeah. yeah. It's like our village hall to me. It's iconic. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes absolutely. it can be very, it's tough to function in it sometimes. Because sure. like this week, our camera, some, it must have gotten hit and it caught like half of one of the trustees off. Yeah. And was, we found out after the meeting, someone texted us and said, move yeah. the camera back. And, yeah. you know, so. So improving the hybrid meeting process. Um, I want to get more information out there about how residents can participate in meetings because um, we just have so much engagement right now, which is good. That's so, great. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you so much for being Absolutely. on this. And I really appreciate your time. And thank you for your service. And good oh. luck in the future. And <laughs> yeah. hopefully everything goes well for you in your upcoming election. And yeah. Thank you again for all you do. Yeah, and I- if you want, please go to peopleforolson.com to listen to this or uh, go on your podcast and hear it. Thank you so much. Thank you again for listening to the People for Olson podcast. Make sure that you're following us online at peopleforolson.com. You can also follow Mark on Twitter and like our Facebook page. We're going to catch you next week right here. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll be updated the moment a new episode is released. And we will catch you next week right here on the People for Olson podcast.